Hello, and welcome to episode 55 of the Horror Stands podcast. Hi, I'm Matt. Hey, this is Steve. And today we have a sequel for you guys, Final Destination 2. Yes, we do. And joining us is our friend Cody Landman, who was on our Final Destination episode. So this is his thing. (laughs) Final Destination guy. Yes. (laughs) What's going on, Cody? How you doing? Oh, I'm so glad to be back. As I said in the last one, you know, after Scream, this is my favorite franchise. I mean, I would say like Scream, this is a pretty consistent franchise. Minus except for minus one that one chick we don't talk <laughs> minus about. that one movie. Can we just jump? Do we have to cover that one? We could skip right to that movie. I mean, <laughs> we can... Oh, you want to jump it? You want to just not even do it? We'll just pretend it didn't oh. exist. I mean, we can throw Matt a little bone since it's the one he actually remembers. And the one I actually saw in theaters. Matt is a Final Destination four and, stand. And, and is there another one coming out? Oh, apparently they hired a director a while back. I it wouldn't surprise me if pretty soon we get some like casting news or something because it's been a minute. And I would hope so, especially when like you have people behind uh, Screams Five and Six behind it. Really? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. It's being co-written by Guy Busick, who wrote Ready or Not and co-wrote Scream Five and Scream Six. Okay, so that's promising too. And mm-hmm. they hired directors. I didn't watch their movie, but it got pretty good reviews. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. So, yeah, I'm just hoping we get some freaking news soon. But yeah, I'm... Cody, is it supposed to be? It's a HBO Max. Well, they just got it's. It's going to be just called Max now. The app. Oh, I saw some headlines on that today, but I didn't read it. So, yeah. Discovery Plus and HBO Max teaming up, something like that. Yeah, but last I heard, yeah, it's just supposed to drop on there. I mean, I wish we could get it in theaters again, but I doubt it's gonna have the same. I doubt it's gonna have the same reception as Evil Dead Rise. Right? Yeah, maybe they'll change their mind, like with Evil Dead Rise, where it was supposed to go to HBO Max, and they're like, "Oh no, this is a banger, so let's release it to theaters." So, what is your? background with this installment cody did you see this in theaters i didn't the first two installments i didn't see in the theater but i have fake fan (laughs) i'm sorry i was a child (laughs) (laughs) no excuses (laughs) the first r-rated horror movie i ever saw in a theater was freddy versus jason so i get excused mine was halloween the curse of michael myers oh i'm sorry and I will define, hey, don't you dare. <laughs> it's not a bad movie until the last 15 minutes. <laughs> I said what I said. I mean, yeah, Michael having sex with Jamie Lloyd, his niece is all fun. That's, we'll get into that one day. <laughs> Matt's like, what the fuck? You got to make sure he at least watches the producer's cut when you do cover it. It seems like a wild ride. Oh, I prefer the theatrical. Really? I'm full of hot that, takes. That today. is a hot take. <laughs> But um, anyway, so... But back to Final Destination, which does not have Michael Myers. No, or, or incest. <laughs> no incest, maybe in sex. Um, but with this one, I saw it pretty much right when it hit on video. And at the time, my mom had given birth to my little sister. Because the movie, the VHS had come out on July 22nd, and my sister was born on July 23rd. So my stepdad at the time had rented a bunch of movies from mom to watch in the hospital. And one of them was Final Destination 2, which when we get into it, you know, that kind of ties into the movie a little bit. 
Yeah, there's some stuff with the hospital, which I'll get into some Damn. issues I had. But, but yeah, that's from working in a hospital. Yeah, but <laughs> that's where I first saw it. Was pretty much when my sister was born. So wow. Yeah, I yeah I I must be older than you because I had this on. Like, do you remember the? New Line Cinema Platinum Series DVDs. Infinifilm? Yeah, yep. where they had like a bunch of special features. Because I remember I was hanging out with some friends. I was at some random person's house, and we were all watching it. And then I left it there, and I never got it back. So, fuckers. I want my fucking DVD back. <laughs> Let's go get it right now. We're going to find this random house. After, right. after this episode. It's been like, I don't know how many years has it been since this movie. Give me my fucking DVD. It's no, been it's, 20 years, but. Yeah, no, I did eventually get the DVD. I didn't get a DVD player for the longest time. And when we did, my first two DVDs were Panic Room and Britney Spears' Crossroads. Oh my God. Let's cover Crossroads. Some people <laughs> might consider it. I stand that movie, movie. hard. <laughs> It's listen. It is not a bad movie. It is not, and she did. She did, especially in that bathroom scene where she's crying. She brought it in that bathroom scene. Okay, she did. those tears, like Meryl Streep was shook. Like, <laughs> we need a Crossroads too. I'm ready to see Crossroads. Well, we'll do that. Maybe we'll do like an offset of this podcast. We'll do like uh, pop singers who do acting. Like we'll do Glitter with Mariah Carey. Oh Lord. <laughs> Poor Mariah. Isn't there a J-Lo one? Well, she's in a lot of movies, but... Oh, what's... Like, Friends with Benefits or the other one, not Friends with Benefits? Oh, we talked about that. We talked about the JT one. If you were a Friends with Benefits guy or a No Strings Attached guy. I'm I'm a neither guy. I'm Friends with Benefits because that was actually... There was actually chemistry and it was funny. (laughs) Shade. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Ashton and Natalie had no chemistry. Yeah, I could see them not having chemistry at all, but I don't like Justin Timberlake either, so I don't know. It's like a pick-your-poison kind of mm-hmm. a thing. But back um, to Final Destination. I do want to say, too, the theatrical poster for this movie, for Final Destination 2, is my favorite of all of the movies. Like, with, like, the blurred faces, and then you see the headlights on the bottom. Oh, yeah, that that was pretty good. Yeah, I think the the one that was on the DVD, though, was, like, them all, like, standing, looking uh, hip and sexy. <laughs> clear with her blonde hair her superior hair this was this was her blonde when she started going blonde and a little few years before she gave her oscar worthy performance in obsessed oh my god i would love to cover obsessed Beyonce's that is a camp classic it is so campy you touched my child possible episode 57 <laughs> yeah we're covering that sooner than rather than later you got um, obsessed and then j-lo's the boy next door that's pretty campy too so Matthew, yeah, what did you think about FD two? It's a fun ride. I was really happy to see. Uh, Why do I feel that shady whenever you say fun? It was a fun ride. It was it was fun. Like I knew what I was getting into. It's like over the top. Like the deaths are gonna be crazy and cool. Like it's not like a super like serious movie. But I really it's enjoyed not it. like Crossroads. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I don't know what that is. <laughs> did you like it better than the first one? Because um, I do, <laughs> I. That's tough. Um, I think I did because it seemed. I just like the connections that I had to the first one, and just how like the layers that I had, a little more layers that I had in it, and how all of the characters in this one are somehow really. I like how they related it back to the first one a lot. So I like that aspect of it, which obviously you can't do in the first one because it's the first one, or. 
If we get to oh, a later installment, I, I guess. is the first one the first one? That's true. You're right. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, lo- I love that Claire Rivers was back. That was great to see. That- I like her a lot better in this movie. Because mm-hmm. remember, I think I shaded her in the first one. I wasn't really feeling her. Mm-hmm. She was... Uh, Although, what they do with her, I might not be a fan, on, fan mm-hmm. of, but we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Choices were made. No, but it was, no, I, I enjoyed it, though. It was, it was good. And Cody, like, what... I don't know if we want to give our rankings or if we want to wait until we cover them all, but like, how does this one stack up for you? You can kind of go as we go along, like probably where we place it, but I do like this one more than the first. Me too. Like, honestly, rewatching this, it's been a while since I've seen this in full. I will say that like, okay, it would always flip flop for my, between this one as being my favorite and another installment, which we'll cover in the future. I think this probably went down to my third favorite, though, after, you know, rewatching it again, just because I do think that it has a little bit of like a cheap made for TV feel to me. I don't think it's as well directed as the first one. I still like it better than the first one because I think it's more fun, but I don't think it's as well directed and the first one had more atmosphere to me and some of the other installments. Yeah, I definitely get what you mean by feeling kind of direct to video. Like I felt that like for some reason I noticed that this viewing because it was a lot of it was due to the, like kind of the font of the opening and closing credits. Right. Like I feel like they're like the, like even the opening credits, they're trying to have like this creepy atmosphere, but it just feels like artificial to me. And I can kind of tell that uh, our director here, David Ellis, um, like he came from like more of an action background. Like I know he worked on like, the matrix reloaded and he was a second unit director on a lot of action films. And that's where this movie exceeds is it set pieces. It's action. Yeah. He does some fun films too. Cause you know, he did this, he did cellular, which is pretty underrated in my opinion. Cellular is fun. It is. And then I he like did cellular. snakes on a plane. Iconic. <laughs> um, the only one of his that I've seen that I did not like, well, okay. There's two shark Knight. Oh, Oof. Shark Knight was a big disappointment. Yes, it like, was. Jaws 2 remains the, the superior slasher shark movie. I still I still vote Deep Blue Sea, but Jaws 2 is a banger, yes. Deep Blue Sea is probably my second. Well, not my second, because obviously you got to put Jaws first. Probably my mm-hmm. third favorite shark movie would be Deep Blue Sea. It's fun. I think, oh, David Ellis was the second unit director on Deep Blue Sea. Oh, speaking wow. of that, so... Um, so I can just watching this, I could tell that it, he didn't really have like a horror background, mm-hmm. but still like it's, it's a fun movie. You know, they really, um, focused on the kills. Yeah. You know, but rest in peace to him. He died in 2013, I think. Oh yeah. RIP David Ellis. Poor guy. You did a good job on this. So we open up with our cheap-looking title fonts and, <laughs> and fake atmosphere. But I do like how, because she she basically has like this this like news station on in the background and like kind of setting up, you know, what's going on. And like we have this like conspiracy nut. Although I guess he's like talking sense, like you know, explaining about death and how death is coming for us and all that. And I think it's just a good way to kind of get into the movie and reintroducing us to this premise. Mm-hmm. Even though if, if Kimberly was a child of this time period, she wouldn't be having the news on once she slept, she'd be having the TV guide channel. 
Oh my god, <laughs> the TV guy channel having to wait and wait for your <laughs> some if if there's any young listeners listening to this, they're they're probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? When I had that, like when my mom, and my stepdad had it, I just I specifically remember like I would always see the Jason X promo every time every once in a while coming up on there. A little my memory of Jason X being on the TV guy channel a lot. I'll always remember as far as Jason X go, being so excited for that fucking movie because I've never seen a Friday Thirteenth movie in the theater. Me and my friend were gonna go. And then we were denied because we were underage, which Aww. I never had that problem before. So I can't wait for Matt to watch that. He's not prepared for the epicness that is Jason X. <laughs> I feel like I have to get through a lot before I get to Jason X. I feel like we could cover that whenever we want, though. Okay. Um, but maybe a few of the regular ones before. <laughs> we got one and two down. <laughs> we do have one and two down. Ugh. Are you going to have him skip five? <laughs> I kind of wish. Some people love five. I'm like, I, just... I don't hate it. It's not one of it's like it's okay. It's towards That's the so it's, sleazy. It's towards the bottom, but I don't hate it compared to like Jason Goes to Hell and like a good chunk of Manhattan. I could go for sleazy. You could tell it was directed by a former porn director. I'll just say oh, that. Matt's like, I'm gonna right. watch that when I get home. Right, yeah, I mean, I'm, even not for the pod. Episode fifty six. Here we go. <laughs> I just want to get through Friday Thirteenth Part Three so I can talk about the best installment. And Kirby Reed agrees with me. Ooh, <laughs> I was I was low key hoping one of them would have said Part Six because that one's my favorite. Yeah, Mindy should have said. I mean, I love Part Two also, but you know, it would have been cute if they yeah. shouted out Jason Lives because that had some of the first meta stuff in my opinion right and i like that actually went to camp while it was open jason lives part six is a good time but shout out to this too i forgot what to mention that you know this is the anniversary since it came out in 2003 oh yeah 20 years yeah sorry holy cow we missed it oh we should have done this in january shit flop we always say we're getting better with our times and then this happens (laughs) Fuck. Uh, but I did not like that Kimberly had her spider walking around her room during this scene. That is not this okay is like with me. This is like a big-ass spider. Not, not only that, she's got a spider. She's got this weird-ass... What is the decor going on? She's got a Pinocchio thing. She's got some creepy-ass shit in her room, and she doesn't seem like a goth girl. No, she seems like a chill, She's a sweet girl. girl next door. Yeah. She's a secret freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So how old do you think kimberly is i get the sense that she's maybe like just out of high school i don't think she's in high school yeah but i don't think they say i'd hope not in high oh because the cops trying to bang her right yeah Yeah, that's a bad look And at first for the longest time i don't know why i thought they were going to college at the beginning but then i'm like oh no they're going on spring break today to on a beach spring break so yeah so that would be like college more so so she's like 20 ish 20 yeah she's definitely out of high school she's an all right character i guess like she's not my favorite but she's not the worst she's Pro- mid she's <laughs> mid i probably mary elizabeth winstead whatever her character's name in the next Wendy. installment is my favorite yeah I like, would she was really good in that oh and cody do you know any background i couldn't find any information about why james wong and glenn morgan didn't come back i don't know if because I don't think they were shooting anything yeah. in 2003. So. I don't know anything about that. I, I haven't read anything. I don't think anything, anything was said in the commentary either. Because they come back for their part three. So. It was a pay dispute. <laughs> New Line was like the paramount of, <laughs> of their, their day. Well, I can't remember. When did Willard come out? Because I know they did that one, didn't they? 
Was Willard 03? I can't remember, but that was a big flop. But I don't know. But I do think, you know, it was nice that they do come back in three. But we'll cover that. Yeah. AJ Cook, this is probably the first thing I saw her in. Because I don't think I saw her in Virgin Suicides beforehand. I think that's the only other movie that I've seen with her in it. Which is, I do like that movie quite a bit. Yeah, and then she was in this one slasher movie called Ripper, which is like, they're studying Jack the Ripper and someone is coming back and killing her her and her friend group in like with Jack the Ripper's M.O. Ooh. Yeah, I think I've seen bits and pieces and I don't believe it's good, but it's I do not. like I do like how it begins. <laughs> I think that is, is a kind of a good beginning because I think it pretty much opens with her. It's like starts with like the final act of a typical slasher movie where she's like running around and then it like it picks up, you know, later. Yeah. But she is like a goth in, or something in that one, too, if I remember correctly. Well, maybe she was like picking that up with maybe. her room de- decor and this. But, she just stuck with it. But of yeah. course, people are going to remember or are going to know AJ Cook mostly from Criminal Minds as JJ, I think her character's name is. Oh, yeah. But she is on Criminal Minds, but I do not watch anything on CBS. So, shade. Just CBS and because of CBS or just, 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 like... just CBS is lame to me. Sorry to all you CBS lovers out there mm-hmm. and procedurals. People love their. I never got into any of those shows, really. Cody's like, I love them. <laughs> eh. Whatever works for you. But we know it does work for Cody. Final Destination. Yes. <laughs> okay. Are we ready to get into the best scene of the franchise? This was intense. I loved it. <laughs> iconic again a fun ride <laughs> like i mean you see memes about the log trucks now because of this movie nobody wants to drive behind a log truck i don't want to drive behind a log truck even before seeing this movie uh, now especially yeah this is where i think having david ellis on as director you know comes through because you can tell like he's he knows his action like this is a very well done scene definitely and it has such a great build up too like even like with Kimberly seeing all these signs and hearing Highway to Hell and all that. Okay. I do have to say though, the amount of signs she receives is borderline hilarious to me just because they keep coming. Like the little kid smashing the trucks together it sends me over the edge every time. I'm and like, then the bus shouting pile up. Right. I'm like, what how many more signs could this bitch need? But it's like and then you see um the beer truck. Yeah, we get we get the beer truck, which you know she's like, oh, that's real responsible. And then now she's just putting her seatbelt on. <laughs> her deli- her line catch. delivery of oh yeah, that's really responsible is so terrible too, though it makes me laugh. Um, and her friend, her little blonde friend, she, tell me she looks or she looks like Katie Cassidy, does she not? She, oh yeah, I can definitely see that. She's kind of fun because she's like. Kimberly, get in the car. I'm getting horny. <laughs> right, while her she's dad's wa- right there. Right, and she's walking up, and he's like, you "Got everything?" Blah blah blah. And she's like, "Condoms, whips, chains." So, Matt, did you think that her friends were gonna be like throughout the whole? Movie? Oh, for <laughs> sure. I was like, "All right, I'm ready to get to know." I these think people. that's a nice little twist. Yeah, a nice early twist. Yeah, that you know, I'm sure many people didn't expect. That, that's another aspect that I think is pretty clever with this movie is that. Like, we don't do the typical friend thing, and we have all these different peoples from different walks of life, different ages, dealing, strangers coming together to try and figure this out. That was cool. I will say my favorite of them all, of the new people, was Kat. Is the Kat the one, she's, like, kind of bitchy? Yeah, the short brown hair who gets the pole through the head. 
I, call, I love her. I call her not Kim in my notes. <laughs> yeah, she pops up a lot. This was shot in Canada, so if you ever see a movie that's shot in Canada, like she's one of the actors that always pops up. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, she was in this really good horror. Well, the ending was kind of eh, but otherwise the rest of the movie is really good. It's one on Shutter called Z. Oh, my God. Okay, I'll, Z to me was kind of meh. But it has one of the best jump scares I've ever seen in my life. The stairway? Yeah. And yes. even though I loved it, Halloween Ends kind of ripped it off in the opening scene. I'll just say that. Aww. That That is true. But it was it got me. It made me jump. And when I realized what happened, it made me laugh. It's It's hilarious. And it did make me jump, which is not easy to do. So I would recommend watching Z just for that one jump scare. And okay, doing coke while driving that doesn't seem like a good drug to do no. like, is there any other time to do coke well i mean it's just <laughs> it's it, it could I mean, get all over if you're you know? like about to you know play a game in a big mansion and try and kill <laughs> the new bride <laughs> that's a good time to do coke yeah um but i think the dumbest of them all was burke not having a freaking lid on his coffee cup oh this yeah. is all his fault it really is and he shouldn't be trying to bang this young girl, even if she is of age. This maybe twenty, maybe twenty year old. <laughs> but yeah, but the the log coming through and just when it comes out the other side of the car and you see all the blood, it's just fucking awesome. This this whole mess, this whole devastation is just incredible. Yeah, watching is... everything happen. So, I mean, you got that, and then when you have um. When Eugene gets thrown from his bike and the bike comes and just completely crushes him. You see blood just fly everywhere. Yeah, this is a great, great scene. It has had an impact on people. Oh, it definitely has. Like, And I've even like watched for water bottles underneath the um, same. the gas puddles, too. Like, oh, if I see here. someone's like bottle, uh, water, empty water bottle or a water bottle on their floor, I will pick it up and put it in the back seat. I make them place it in the door or, like, in a cup holder. So it's, like, staying there. Yeah, we don't want to end up like Nora. No. And her son. <laughs> Is his name Timmy? Tim. Timmy, yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, this, this scene has had a cultural impact. So, Which, I mean, for real, out of all the scenarios, like the opening um, accidents in the movies, this is the only one that sticks with me to where it's, like, I'll be cautious as hell. Like, I'll still go on a plane and not even be bothered. I'll go on a roller coaster and not be bothered. We don't really have a racetrack anywhere. So, but the racetrack was fucking garbage. It, could, it had potential, but yeah. And then the bridge, I think about it because that shit happens more often. I than do love think. the, I do love that scene though. Yeah. This is something it's hard not to think about sometimes when you're driving. I mean, even in the Midwest here, like, yeah, we have log trucks, but we also have like trucks that are driving full on double wides on the back of it and it's like you think that shit's gonna tip right off like double white houses that sounds unsafe <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but really this is all kind of stems back from like also part of kim's fault because and her dad because he doesn't tell her about the league until like way later when they're okay, on the road you know what pisses me off and i'm glad she died because of this her her engine, or what do you call it? The transmission the tr- fluid. No, the light leaking? comes on. Oh, the check engine light. Whatever. And the friend's like, Kim, everything's going to be fine. Calm down. I'm like, bitch, this is why you died and didn't last the whole movie. Um, <laughs> Kim's cell phone, too. Pretty sure that was the first cell phone I ever had. <laughs> like, vintage. 
Yeah, but this is this is when we realized it's all a premonition. And all of a sudden, the cop the cop ends up saving Kim. So maybe that's why they have this weird this, relationship this now. This inappropriate bond. Yeah, it just kind of comes out of nowhere, it seems like. And, okay, I mean, this is way jumping ahead. So as far as we know, or did they die, Kim and the cop? Um... Do they ever address this in a future movie sort that you know of, of, Cody? Like, the Choose Your Fate edition of Final Destination 3, it gives a little Easter egg of what happens. So I don't think it's necessarily canon. So I don't know if you want me to reveal it here or not. We can wait, I guess. Okay. But they could bring them but back yeah. if they wanted to. They could, because for six. it's not yeah. canon, technically. And also, I want to say, I don't know... Okay, so apparently there was some... Uh, so New Line really was the paramount of their day because I guess they didn't want to pay Devin Sawa to come back. Mm. So like I wonder why that's why he, they gave him such this like lame shady death. We, they oh, were God. like, oh, we got hit by a brick. And the original see, like, death was worse. The original idea they had for him was worse. They wanted to give him a flesh eating virus. I think they were being shady towards Devin because he didn't want to do it. <laughs> oh, flesh eating virus. Because they they could have. I think they should have just said like he maybe he's gone into hiding and then brought him back down the line. Yeah. But no, New Line had to be motherfuckers. They just wanted to end him. I say just, just maybe they'll just pretend that the sequels didn't happen. They'll do like a oh, Halloween twenty eighteen, <laughs> and he comes back for uh, part six. Final like destination ends. He's got gray hair, and he lives in a house by himself with booby traps. And... <laughs> I mean, honestly, he, he has a good thing going with Chucky right now, so... That's true. They just keep bringing him back on the Chucky show as a new character. We love to see. <laughs> One thing I always found amusing, too, but also kind of twisted, is in the premonition scene where Kim's vehicle is flipping, and you see the blonde's head poking out the top, and her arm oh is hanging God. out. Oh, my God. I love that so much. You see that, yeah, that blonde hair just... Mm-hmm. I almost kind of think of Death Proof at the same time when I see that. Oh, definitely. Oh. Definitely Death Proof vibes. And then, I don't know if you caught this, but when she comes out of her premonition and Burke is trying to calm her down and the bus drives by, and if you see it on the side, it says Mount Abraham, which is where the first movie takes place. Yep. Yeah. see that. Oh, and I think you can see like a 180 in like one of the signs by the road yep. or something too. Which, yeah, it's always fun to watch for the 180. They actually use that twice in this. Oh shit. I don't know if I saw the second Ooh. one. It was um after they crashed into the field and they said it's near the 180 mark, 180 mile mark. Okay. But that's part of the fun of these movies is looking at the little signs. Like, you know, when we get into the set piece with our lottery winner, lucky guy who won the lottery and then survived this, you know this devastating accident but not so lucky now <laughs> but like we see as an apartment and like we see like um like a doll on the floor with one eye missing you know little things like that which makes the series a lot of fun and check off spaghetti that he throws out which you know won't come into play at all later eminem would not approve <laughs> <No>. <laughs> mom spaghetti Matt, did you notice the magnets I saw them, but I didn't know what they were in reference to. Well, the H falls down, I just so then it, just, down. then it just spe- spells I, which ha- oh, is how he gets killed. Yes, so. okay, okay. But, like, Kim tried to warn them all. She's like, I had a premonition we were all going to die, and this is just like the flight almost. But no one wanted to hear it. No one was there for it. Well, at least she, at least Burke believed her. Yeah, that's he's the only one. I do like how in this movie, though, even though if people don't want to listen to her, that like 
some people in this universe do know what happened in the last movie because that is so sauce for all the survivors of the plane crash of the first movie to suddenly die Mm -hmm. like you know so i think that's cool that like they didn't just like forget about it in this right it wasn't her or the cop that explains what happened it's just one of the other survivors it was eugene who explained it all so i totally thought when this guy got his hand caught in the grain he was going to, it's like a garbage disposal and it was going to like rip his hand off. And that's it. I was like, Oh God, this is going to be terrible. See, that's the thing with horror movies. They always tease that, but it never happens. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that. What the fuck? Like they never, give, except for, I believe the last house yeah, on the loft remake. Except that was, disposal? that wasn't like so much. Well, yeah, it does, but that's a different situation. But yeah, it's the one time I can only think of where that actually happens. Right, yeah, Ooh. Halloween H2O pussied out, Halloween ends <laughs> pussied out, this movie pussied out. But Evan was too dumb to live, because he, is, he, knew, <laughs> he knew he was damn well going to get his hand stuck in there with that watch. Yeah, I don't think Death needed to do anything, like, this kid was going to die <laughs> then, like, soon. He's like, when the pan catches on fire, and he's smacking it with the rag, I'm like, what are you doing? This gave me farmer vibes. <laughs> it did. I do love the touch, though, of like him getting all the messages from the like, random girls. Like, oh, hey, remember we like hooked up one time? Like, call me. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but those, those, um, I'm pretty sure they were mozzarella sticks. Those looked like ass. Like, they looked like from the dollar store. No, his like cooking skills are not on point. Like, he's not going to be on Top Chef. Well, he's not going to do much of anything <laughs> pretty soon. But. <laughs> This guy always seems to play a douchebag in everything he's in. Cause like he played a douche. He's got that look. Like he was, he was like <laughs> the bully in Snow Day. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that one from back in the day. I, I, I have not. <laughs> I feel like I have, but that's an older movie, right? Yeah, it's like a few um, horror people in it. You know, there was him and then Emmanuel Streaky from Wrong Turn. Um, Catherine Isabel plays one of her best friends in it, and then Zena Gray was in My Soul to Take future episode <laughs> but um yeah and then he was in your favorite sequel of all time steve he was in um i'll always know what you did last summer oh that's right this poor guy this guy was in it yeah he arguably had the best death though in it so how did he die i don't even he remember was i hi- try to forget yeah. that whole movie. he was hiding from the fisherman inside this little who's a, zo- who's a zombie now yes. which <laughs> i will argue i like that idea it's just a shit production but anyway, he's like hiding inside this like food closet thing and he thinks the fisherman's gone and then the fisherman comes in and hooks him through the mouth and pulls him out. Okay. Well, so I had one cool scene. So there's that. But yeah. But the death is pretty cool. Like I I like the how the ladder stops and he's like, you know, okay, I'm fine. And then it, you know. Glitched. It just dropped with such force. Like someone was like shoving it down like into his face instead of just like falling naturally it seemed like. I know they were going for that shock effect, but just seeing it, it just like shoots down. It's aggressive. And that, it is aggressive. And it's funny because when I was when I was listening to the commentary, the creators were like, they wanted it to be a thing where they wanted the audience to look away or people who were screaming were like, oh my God, and look away. And then when nothing happens, they look back and then it fucks them. And then, ooh, that's oh, I like sneaky. that because that that pisses me off when people like close their eyes during these scenes. I'm like, then why did you fucking come? Or I'll watch like I mean, YouTube reactions and they cover their eyes during like the part where somebody's gonna get it. I'm like, okay. There's some parts I cannot <laughs> watch in horror. Like I cannot watch Amy Smart's jaw scene in mirrors. Oh my god! I 
that movie sucks, but that scene is amazing. It, and then um, the degloving in Gerald's game. That's that's probably the only time I've ever had to look away. Pussy. <laughs> I eventually watched the whole thing, oh, so I'm only go. partially puss. Yeah, but you it, know, maybe at first watch you you turned away. It was did. I haven't Do you seen know it. all that scene? Do you know what degloving is? Like your skin falls off your hand, essentially, right? Yeah, and she has to like do it to herself. It's it's rough. That sounds. But we know Mike Flanagan loves hand trauma. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that one now. <laughs> so our list is stacked. We got Crossroads, <laughs> Glitter, um, Gerald's I mean, Game, Gerald's. <laughs> you know, all the same kind of movie. I mean, after watching Inside, I don't know how much more shocked I could be, unless it was like actual like torture. Like all, I mean, every movie we've covered since then, you're like, whatever. Yeah, like, like this is nothing. <laughs> this is like a Disney film. And I believe our Coke lover. Guy, I don't even know what some of these people's names Rory. are. Rory, um, yeah, R- sure, Rory. <laughs> he was the star of the iconic House of the Dead <laughs> by director Ubal, who is not Steven Spielberg. We'll just say that. Oh. Have you ever seen House of the Dead, Cody? Yes, and that was freaking ass and a half. I I kind of want to cover it though because it's it's so bad. I actually gave it a rewatch about a year and a half ago, and I'm like. Yeah, I can't finish this. It has the line, what is it? I want to be immortal. And then the guy, and I think it's him. He goes, why? And then he says, so I can live forever. It's <laughs> <Deep>. amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing writing. <laughs> so who's your favorite survivor, Steve? My favorite who? Survivor here in, in our in our new cast for this episode or for this uh, movie. Um, Does clear count? Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> They're all fine. I kind of like Nora. Nora? Like, she, well, I mean, she was dealing with her son's death, but mm-hmm. like, it was kind of like shitty when she's like, I just don't want to deal with this. I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, I would be like, if I was next, I'd be like, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, right. No, you're yeah. staying here yeah. and you're staying alive. She's like, if it's my time to be with my, die and be with my family, that's fine. And all of a sudden she's getting her head stuck. I don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do want to say though, the same insane asylum is the same one from halloween resurrection yes <laughs> um this Ooh. is a much 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 better movie than that do they just like have this as- asylum just set up and ready for movies i, I guess <laughs> it's just an asylum set piece they have if you need an studios. asylum and you're shooting in canada here you, here go. you go we'll <laughs> let you shoot here but we're reintroduced to our girl clear so was she not naturally dark haired? Because is she just dyeing her hair? Maybe it's, maybe it's fake out death. Like death won't find me. De- she if, seems like someone die- that would dye her hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the actress is like, I want the blonde hair still. So deal with it. It's just weird how it makes her look so much older too. Yeah, which I th- do think is works for her character right. though. I like, like how she's it makes been through it. I like how it makes Ali Larder's like freaking amazing blue eyes pop even more. Yeah, Ellie Larder, I think, discussed on the Final Destination episode, like, she's kind of low-key a horror, you know, staple. Like, she was in, you know, the first two Final Destination films. She was in, uh, what's the the Dark Castle one, House Cody? on Haunted Hill. Yeah, I always get that confused with The Haunting, even though they're completely different. You know, she was iconic for Legally Blonde. She <laughs> oh I was God. getting lipo suction. I don't know. She wasn't in, in Legally Blonde too, right? Because no. that could be a horror movie. That sucked. Oh, I hope the third one is better. 
I know. It, it can only go up from there, though, so we have that. Have you seen Legally Blind, Matt? I don't think I have. I think you would like it. It's cute. There's a musical I know of, right? Let's go. We go. It's, I think it's coming to the Stanley, actually. Oh, shit. The musical is pretty fun. <laughs> see? There you go. I want to see that in the Cruel Intentions musical. Oh, they have to have that on the YouTube. Ooh. Oh, is that? Yeah. It was cute. I know what I'm doing after. <laughs> but basically, like, Clear's like, get the fuck out, Kim. Like, I don't want to deal with this. But I'm also, like, wondering, these are the things that I ask myself. So does she have to pay to be in this institution? I don't know. They, it's like, she's voluntary. She has her own camera in her room. And they got to have, like, you would think they would have to judge her based on her reasoning. But I don't, I don't think, yeah, death is out to get me wherever I go. I got to be in here is a good excuse. I mean, really, all of us are just one more one day closer to death. She's no, she's no one special. Clear. I mean, I can't deny though her padded room looks fun. Like I'd be like bouncing off the walls, <laughs> or like I, it just seems like they'd be comfy. I mean, yeah. If you're if you're gonna be like in that situation, at least we know Claire's comfortable. <laughs> Clear Claire Rivers, and I still want that fucking water bottle. Right. <laughs> oh man, what if that was the water name of the water bottle that Tim was drinking out of? It was wasn't there, though. It was was like, there a water? Was there a water bottle in five called Clear Rivers? Or am I making my? I can't up? remember. I'm going to pretend that's there, but we'll have to look Ooh. out for it when we get to part five, um, back, which is a banger. Backtracking a bit, uh, I did love where Burke is looking at old articles, and it shows like the crime scene photos from where the bodies were found from the first movie. Oh, yeah, that was good. When we see, um, what's her name? Terry. The girl got hit by a bus, Terry. Mm-hmm. We see her body. That's pretty fucking awesome. Kim, um, I got to say, when Kim does go to see Clear, though, she's a little pushy for help. Claire's just trying to do her own thing. She gave you. She agreed to meet you. You think you'd be happy enough with that? It's Kim's fault. Claire died. It basically, is Claire was all happy and safe. Claire deserved better. She really she did. did. Like they did her <laughs> dirty. But getting to this whole Dennis thing, I did read that if a bird like breaks through a window, mm-hmm. it's a sign that somebody's gonna die. So I thought that. In Ooh. retrospect, knowing that that was clever yeah. on the filmmaker's part. But it's it's kind of like fun because we all think that something is going to happen in the dentist office, mm-hmm. right? Like playing on the fears because nobody likes going to the fucking dentist, no. right? It's like, I always think of this movie when I go to the dentist. Yeah, it's it's rough. Like, But this is like one of my favorite deaths in the franchise because this kid gets fucking demolished. I did like his line to his mom before he goes in. If he gives me the gas and I wake up with my pants unbuttoned, we ain't paying. <laughs> and I like that she laughs at it. And she doesn't like I know. admonish him. She's like, oh, you. Oh, Tim. <laughs> Classic Tim. <laughs> but it's interesting because they originally wanted Tim to be like nine years old. But then they're like, eh, no, that's too young. And then they wanted to be 13. And then they moved it to 15. I'm like, 13? That's perfectly reasonable age to kill someone off. Yeah, 13, 15, I mean, you're not really getting too much. I mean, 824 would have been like, uh, yeah, we'll go with 9. Let's get a 5-year-old in here. (laughs) Yeah, this this movie does a really great job at subverting expectations, like you said, like with this dentist scene, even in the the premonition scene right after there, where, you know, you think it's a group of friends, it's not the group of friends that we follow. So that that is a real nice piece that they do here. And And even in our uh, our first death of the lottery guy, you know, you think he's going to burn in his apartment. But no, a a fire ladder that's meant to save him kills him. Ironic. Yeah, that's that's the fun of the series. It's just like not knowing. Yeah. And for the most part, I like how the franchises changes the formula of how death works or how they're supposed to figure things out. Like with this one, it's death working backwards. 
Death is a tricky, clever bastard. Death is a bitch. <laughs> true story, though. But, like, when Tim's death comes, it's like, okay, you're 15. Why are you chasing after a bunch of fucking birds? Like, it does make me laugh, though, when um, Kim is like, he's going to be, like, killed by pigeons. I'm like... <laughs> Who wrote this? Okay, um, <laughs> they said that even the like birds would have sounded better. Like right. you know, they I don't attacked know. Attacked by pigeons, but like <laughs> they picked AJ because they thought she was the only one who could sell ridiculous moments, ridiculous seeming moments, and lines like that one, which makes me wonder what kind of people they were seeing. Yeah, who who was even worse than this? No, I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> she's she's fine. I mean, you can only do so much with some of this ridiculous mm-hmm. dialogue. Uh, so our girl Claire comes out with a fabulous leather coat. Like she just had this these outfits ready to go. She's ready to do work now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's ready to Sydney. She's suited up. Yeah, she's got that Sydney Prescott vibe going on. And they go to meet our mortician. Our mortician played by icon Tony Todd, who was fantastic. I don't know why they didn't have him back for like three and four, but whatever. Yeah, I just love the presence that this guy gives off. Super creepy and just... But that dark humor, too. Yeah, Matt, I forgot to ask. Um, Did you expect that to be Tim's death when he gets crushed by that big glass? Not at all. And Because uh, I'm thinking it's a construction site. Like There have to be some safety measures in place. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like like Steve said, that is that is one of the best deaths in the franchise. It is so brutal. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for Nora Crushed. because had she survived, she would have gotten a real nice fucking settlement, right? Oh, yeah. oh I'm sure. Oh, I forgot to say this, too, we are talking about. Sorry. Um, these two actors um, who play Tim and Nora, they reunited later, and she's the man with uh, Man of Binds. Let me, ga- let me guess. It was shot in Canada. I'm not sure. <laughs> But um, I'm no. looking that up later. She, I can almost guarantee it. She played like this snooty like pageant or not pageant, but this one, snooty woman who like has this society for like bringing out debutante girls and all that. So she's like admonishing Amanda Bynes character for not being more girly. And then um, he plays Amanda Bynes' twin brother. I haven't seen She's the Man, but I know it has its fans. Oh, I think cha- it was an earlier like role for Channing Tatum. I probably wouldn't like it, to be honest with you. It's, it's, but... it's actually really funny. Like, it's less chick flicky than you would expect. I do miss Amanda Bynes, though. I know. Didn't like... she, like, just check into, like, some psych thing? Yeah. Or something happened? That was, yeah, that was she's depressing. She's had a lot of issues. Yeah. Justice poor, for Amanda Bynes. Poor girl. Come back, you know, maybe she'll pull Lindsay Lohan. Come back to us. She's the man, too. Oh, or a nice Christmas movie on Netflix. She's the man again. <laughs> She's the yeah, not man theorist. <laughs> yeah. So from our mortician, they they learn that to avoid death. I don't fully understand this. They need a a birth or something like that. Well, he's what was very the um, you know, vague. He's extremely it? vague. Yeah, he's very cryptic about it. And even if, there's like an extended scene on the deleted Ooh. scenes where he speaks even more cryptically and it's like <laughs> i don't need this just <laughs> they're like we need a little bit more they, they also made it more gruesome where it's like where he pulls off evan's nipple ring he actually pulls off oh, his whole that nipple makes me cringe. he pulls off his whole nipple and you see him place it in the little dish oh i guess no one's gonna see it anyway. i'm sorry but nipple piercings are just sus i'd be worried about getting it hooked on something yeah that's, <laughs> that's i would like, be, I would be, I would be constantly thing, in fear Oh my god, the sweetest thing. 
Matt, you still haven't watched The Sweetest Thing, The Unrated Cut? No. There we go. I'm not going to call out your plex again because it's Mm. creepy, but it's on there. Um, (laughs) Watch it. But only if it has the penis song. Um, (laughs) The best version. So then basically all our main characters are going to, you know, get together and try and figure this out, right? Coke Boy. I just call him Coke Boy. I think his name's Rory, right? Yes. Coke Boy. (laughs) Like, he's, when he's, like, trying to, like, he's, like, to the guy in the elevator, you have something on your face. Let me get it. He's, like, going to lick it off. I'm, like, oh, my God. Well, first he's, like, oh, man, is that dog shit on my shoe? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What a lovable scamp. One of, I got to say, my favorite lines in the movie is from uh, the mortician. He says, people are always most alive just before they die. And there's, like, Something about that that just speaks volumes is talking to nurses and things. They'll say older people when, like, they're gonna die. Well, before they're like about to die, you know, they get tired, old, decrepit, but then they get this like sudden burst of energy. Really? Yeah, and then they go. Unless they're like unconscious by it means, but so if, if I ever get a sudden burst of energy, which is rare, you're, you're on your. It's not looking I'm, good. I'm now. I'm going to be a little shook. It's going to be. <laughs> thank you, gonna, thank you, Matt. It's going to be me and Cody on the horse dance podcast <laughs> <laughs> with no energy. <laughs> yeah, in this scene, they're handing out all those cell phones and all that. And it's like, okay, so you're just having all these cell phones lying around, or yeah, this the sus cop who likes underage girls has like 12 cell phones to hand out these are definitely from evidence <laughs> that he yeah, stole right. there's blood on some yeah. uh, <laughs> like these cell phones probably were hundreds of dollars at this time and then he Maybe? has that random ass canoe up in his ceiling it's like i mean okay so a scream six we have ladders just lying around and then we have canoes up in our apartment <laughs> bu- apartment buildings this place is a walking death trap it really is <laughs> And then it's like we get more of Clear being kind of fierce with everybody, like Eugene being dis- dismissive at everything. She's like, it's like we're going to fucking save your ass. Yeah, you would hope that these people would be more like receptive, especially with, you know, clearly something's going right. on. Right, they've had two people <laughs> die already. Yeah. And then we have selfish Nora being like, I'm, I'm just going to go grieve. Good luck to you guys. <laughs> and she like takes one of like cats like xanaxes or something like that oh yeah i do love that moment where she's like does anybody have a xanax and then of course um who's the bitchy girl i like cat cat's like oh yeah here you go <laughs> anybody else want one? <laughs> and then that's felony <laughs> she's kind of sassy towards a lot of people in that scene like i can't remember what she says to rory but it was pretty funny and then it was probably bitchy and yeah. iconic and she, makes, she makes a joke and all that she's when she went after nora leaves and she's gonna go have a cigarette because she's getting all pissed off because she can't tape a, a um, an outlet down, I guess. But um, and then he's like, "Oh, we should stay together." And she's like, eh, "It doesn't matter. Nora's gonna come before me anyway." And she's like, "God, <laughs> yeah, that was you guys can't line. take a joke." <laughs> she's got some time. But poor Nora. If it wasn't for creepy hook perv, there's a lot of guy. pervy weird things going on yeah. in this movie. Low key, yeah. like fetishy things. Like we should have gotten like a feet shot somewhere too and like this isn't a tarantino film (laughs) i mean even tim's dentist did look pervy so i wouldn't surprise him if he tried to (laughs) tim was right to be scared yeah but apparently uh nora's death was based on something that really happened i think it was just a year prior to this movie where a doctor got her head 
like almost decapitated from an elevator. Really? Yeah, because I was kind of like watching this. Like, I don't really care. Like, I can suspend my disbelief. I'm yeah, like, this is a shit elevator. Like, those are supposed to open up when there's something like you know going in yeah. between it. How people give Tatum's death like shit, saying, "Oh, that wouldn't happen." It's like just go with it, people. Right. Like yeah, that's, that's the thing with you. Yeah. That's yeah. why this was a, that's why that's, this is a fun ride. My whole thing <laughs> when I watch movies, I've said this, you know, a lot of times is if the scene is effective, I can suspend my disbelief. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to have something that is um, unrealistic and not effective, then I'm going to call bullshit on it. Right. But I can buy, you know, Norrigan or have head chopped off. Well, I mean, apparently even like the year before. Really happened, so. Yeah. Even with the year before when the first Resident Evil movie came out and they had the coal open and like that one chick has her head sticking out and it actually like the elevator goes like massively fast down and her head gets sliced or no it goes up and her head gets sliced off i know i was always a little little disappointed with that movie though because it's off screen so at least here we get to see a lot more this is true i mean we get to see the head too that was freaky i like that nice touch man with hooks is just like whimpering in a corner so (laughs) so random would never which I did like that shot too when it shows Rory seeing the man with the hooks in the closet, like on the floor in the shadows. Okay, one thing that I don't know if I really like though is the whole Eugene with the gun because he's not next, right? So none of the bullets go off. Right. I don't know if I like death intervening that much. Yeah, that was weird. Like, like so, what? It, so if he was gonna go up and like jump off the roof, was death gonna do <laughs> what? You know what I mean? There's, there's I think a trampoline right there. Like I feel like they, if you, death would have to figure something else out, or like if you have a different plan in that case, instead mm-hmm. of having this um, convenient thing, or like what bugs me even more. Uh, I don't know if it happened yet in the movie, but later on, like where death will like shut doors or like shut. Oh, no, it did happen with uh, the lottery winner where the window shot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a little bit too much like death is just doing what it wants to do as opposed to just things happening. So I don't like it when they take it that far. I mean, so, it's like they did it in the first one, too, with uh, Todd's the death toilet. with the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I feel like they, I might be wrong, but I feel like they kind of went away from that later on, which I do appreciate. Yeah. So you probably would have liked it more if the gun had like one bullet in it and he like tried like four times and on the fifth right. time it would have been the bullet sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Little, so you could believe it a little, a little more. Right. It's or just like, a little bit too. If it was late. like, I don't know the word I'm thinking of, like if it went off and it just caused damage to his head or something like that, but didn't kill him. Oh, that would have been good too. Mm-hmm. We could have wrote a better movie or like, yeah, he like goes to like point the gun down. It doesn't fucking work. And then he shoots him. Yeah. Shoots himself. Cause I feel like anything to the head probably would not, be super great for him. Might kill him. I mean, I did like him calling out Oprah. You hear me, Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> and then they have this whole plan to kidnap uh, our pregnant girl. Is What's her name? Isabella. Is, is Isabella? Yeah, Isabella. Sure. <laughs> Isabella, yeah. They have this whole plan to kidnap her because they uh, she has the vision of the white van. So that she uh, immediately goes to, oh, it's got to be Isabella. We need to like lock her up and make sure she's safe which they had a deleted scene of that too before they go to burke's apartment like mm-hmm. clear kimberly and burke go to isabella's house and her husband answers the door and he's just like a royal tool and you they're trying to ask her where he is and he's being a dick to them and then you see this woman coming down to the stairs even seeing the fact that there's people standing out there with the door open she just has her titties hanging out like what's up and then 
and then yeah he just continues being a dick he's like and just so you know i doubt the kids even mine and then kimber's like let's hope not and then they leave damn that's the scene we needed because <laughs> i think this there's a still of that on the back of the dvd of them kind of staring at like oh us. really yeah okay but i did like the scenes with isabella and the cop those were actually like probably the more humorous parts of the movie yeah, when they're bickering and when she's in the cell there. Yeah. <laughs> He's I'm not to figure... having my baby in a jail cell. Yeah. <laughs> and the cop finally realized, oh, yeah, we, or I think she might have, she might mention it to him. Oh, yeah, we just take your van. We don't, I don't need a car. <laughs> okay. But this scene, I do like a lot in the car where they're kind of, they all realize they have a connection, right, to the first movie. I thought that was pretty funny. I, I love yeah. that. It was hard to follow all their connections, but I did enjoy that they had them. <laughs> There's a lot of characters kind of in this movie there for were, you. Yeah, you was, were you shook? I, that's why I have <laughs> I have Cat listed as not not Kim. <laughs> or what is that? Is it Cat? Is that the it's other? Cat, is that yeah. not Kim? You see, that's exactly. Cat is the best character in this movie. She deserved to live. <laughs> she really did. Even though she needs to learn how to clean out her um, windshield, right? Like who lets the, lets it get all muddy and stuff with leaves like that? She's not the kind of person who would do that. I don't have time. You know. I don't have time to worry about that. I'm the talent. <laughs> yeah. I live out in the boonies, and that doesn't even happen to me. So I don't know where the hell cat's going. And this is and this is kind of too where they figure out it's reverse order, right? They they say that when Kim goes to meet Clear. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I think this is more about Just like the, the connection. connection. Mm-hmm. Death tying up the loose ends. Do we know where these movies take place? Yeah, that school bus. Oh, like the actual like state, yeah, or whatever. Mm. Well, it's... is it somewhere around Pennsylvania? Because Cat says she was at some cheesy bed and breakfast in Pennsylvania when her little incident happened. Maybe. So I could I Pennsylvania. Could see that. I'm gonna go with like Amish country, Pennsylvania, because look where they're driving. <laughs> it's very uh, animals, farm animals. <laughs> I mean. Dang, they were going to drive all the way from Pennsylvania to Daytona Beach. That's a long I could see drive. It. I could see it. I could see it. But it is a long-ass drive. Because was it Rory that said he was there when Carter died? Because I want to know how a cokehead made it to France. Yeah, that didn't seem on brand for Rory. He doesn't seem very cultured. <laughs> but who am I to judge? Like, just, you know. Maybe he's going to make a deal. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, we get kind of um, like a nice kind of double header of deaths here with our girl Cat. Is it Cat or Kate? Cat. 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 She. I guess it is kind of um, ironic that the airbag is responsible for her death. <laughs> I do like you know when they're trying to like get her out with the machine, and they're she's like, "Can you like put that on quiet mode or something like that?" Diva. And then the firefighter again. Who's supposed to save her ultimately? Assist kills and killing her with the airbag. He's like, oops, another one. (laughs) Damn it, not again. Did either of you recognize the actor who played Brian, the little farm boy? Oh, definitely not. I know he's on Shameless, which I haven't watched ever. Oh, he is? Shit. He was also in a movie you guys covered. Wait, don't tell me. Oh, wait, is it? He's in Shameless? It's not Ethan, right? No. No, he plays Mickey. The... Oh, sh- Mickey! Okay. Are you sure he was in a movie we covered? I am. Uh, yes, he was. I am positive. Was Was he an extra or like a real character? He had a. He wasn't a main character, but he had a. He was in a major scene. 
Ah, uh, okay. Tell me. I can't think of it. He was in the opening of Valentine as one of the bullies. I did know that. Fuck. Yeah, now he says oh, it. Oh, speaking... <laughs> okay, but I forgot to mention, speaking of Valentine, the de- the dentist, the pedo dentist, his assistant was in Valentine. The, the woman was that there? the yeah, mail order did. bride mom? Yeah, it's the very um, <laughs> line that did not age very well. <laughs> she was the bitchy, yeah, new wife who should have been in the movie more and should have had a death scene. So she's another one could, of those I Canadian could, actresses. I thought she did up. have a. I thought I read somewhere she did have a death scene, but they didn't do it. But yeah, I don't think they filmed that, but it was probably intended. Yeah. But. but yeah, this scene is bonkers. Like between the accidents and then all the stuff that happens with Cat and eventually Rory's death. Yeah, I, I do kind of like the scene Rory has with Kim before, and he's like, you know, can you, if I die, can you please, like, get rid of my, the, anything, like, the drugs and mm. the porno that might break my mom's heart? Like, that was very sweet. It was, like, in a way, I feel like they, it, they didn't really know how to handle it. Like, Kim kind of just didn't seem like she was taking him seriously at first. So I don't, She's I, a bitch, let's be honest. <laughs> no, she was a bitch to clear I'm just cause for death. Right. <laughs> yeah, worst final girl ever. Well, I don't know if she's a final girl because she might have died. We don't really know. But, but no, I like that um, it gave Rory at least a little bit sort of depth before he died because know that he did care about his mom and stuff. Yeah, they gave him a little bit of character development before he's just barbed wired. Barbed wired to die. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really care for this death. It was just kind of eh. Like it was. It looked gory enough, but it, I think it's just because everything's so rapid in the scene. It's just like you don't get to sit with it. Yeah, you don't have enough time to come off of Cat's death, and then you're just thrown right into his. You know. Right. I loved lot. it. I, personally. I, I think it's a cool scene. It just wish I, I like, kind of like the surprise of getting his death because you wouldn't expect it so quickly. You like that one two punch. Right. But I could also see why it's too much. And, you know, I just want to come down a little bit before I get high again. You know what I mean? Like Rory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see, Rory would get it. Coke kills. <laughs> but I mean, because even though it was lasers in the first Resident Evil, I thought the slice up of the body was better in that one. Hmm. You see they're coming out with a uh, an animated Resident Evil film? I did not, but I haven't been impressed with some of the most recent Resident Evils. Like, the final chapter sucked balls. Um, I think this one, though, is more based on the video games. Well, the they said the one the most recent live-action movie that was in the theater, they said that was supposed to be close to the game, too. And mm-hmm. I never played the game, but I, like, almost fell asleep during that movie. Ooh, that's not a good look. Okay, yeah. The, the problem with Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City was, well, first of all, they tried to tie in the first and second game into one movie where, like, that's way too fucking much. Like, just do the first fucking movie. Did you play the games? I was obsessed with the first two Resident Evil oh. movies as a kid. PlayStation 1, iconic. Okay. And we still have yet, yet to get a great adaption uh, of the oh. game. And I don't mind, like... The Resident Evil ones with Mila Jovovich, like, flipping around, like, Keanu Reeves. Like, those are guilty <laughs> pleasures for yeah, me. Those are just bland, not... brainless blockbuster movies. Right. They're not Resident Evil to mm-hmm. me. And this one, the latest one, like, atmospherically, like, visually, it was there a little bit more. But they just did not have the budget. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, I haven't played the games myself, but I've seen, like, kind of walkthrough type things. And it had the vibe. It just didn't have the actual scares or tension 
Yeah, they should have just stuck with the first game and given them a bigger budget. And, and it because... seemed that there was more talking than there was like action. Yeah, because they couldn't afford it. Because um, <laughs> I do think that director who is in the episode before this, he directed Strangers Pray at Night. He can direct a movie. Oh, Johannes Roberts. But you can only do so much with, you know, that, that budget. So they were setting him up for a loss, in my Aww. opinion. But... <laughs> So, do we want to talk about this hospital my, scene my, now? My favorite section of this movie. Is it? No. <laughs> I was going to say, oh. Defend this. I will defend this sequence a little bit in the sense that it is the closest to a functional hospital we probably see in horror compared to most. I mean, it has staff. Exactly. So. <laughs> plus, plus, Cody, you have you know that emotional attachment to this to the scene, right? I wouldn't say emotional, but yeah, it's it's just it's, it's, it's a little ironic, yes, that you know, it involves a hospital and childbirth and I had seen this in a hospital as my sister was just birthed. Cody's like best third act ever. <laughs> no, I will say though, I do think Final Destination has a problem with its final acts cuz even in the original like we had like that car scene with clear in the car, it's I'm like Eh. It's just, I think it's hard when you have these crazy scenes to kind of live up with to it in the final act. What's going to be the grand finale to tie everything? The funny thing is, there's supposed to be a big car chase scene before they get to the hospital. They run out of money. That, no, that's people. one of the deleted scenes. Like, oh. <laughs> a bunch of cops are chasing down Kim, Clear, and Burke in the pickup, and Kim's playing Fast and the Furious with them, and she like escapes them. And it just shows them cheering, and it's like, what the fuck? She doesn't have friends. Uh, she has family. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like Scream 6, too. It's all about family. Yeah, family. Um, yeah like, uh, I don't know. But it's I just... agree. I feel like the one that has the strongest final act or third act or whatever was is 3, honestly. Okay. Yeah, 3 is kind of interesting because the the final act at like the fair or whatever is... It's okay, but the final, final scene oh, yes. is a banger. So, like, you're leaving, even if, like, the part before was a little math for me, like, you're leaving on a high note. And even, like, you know, when we get to five, like, you're leaving on a fucking high note, too. So That is true. Um, and this movie doesn't have that. I mean, me. that final scene is pretty fucking hilarious, but we'll get there. It, yeah, it's hilarious, but it's not well, epic. It's Yeah, it doesn't have yeah, that epic. That punk. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but, and, all right, let's just talk about it. Clear's death. Uh, like I don't know if they were going for shock value to have her die so suddenly, but it didn't work for me. Like I felt no, like she deserved it wasn't a little earned. bit better. Weak, weak sauce. Yeah. And they kind of sh- spoil it a little bit in the trailer because I just watched it before we started recording. I'm like, it doesn't show her getting a fire, but it shows pretty much the fire. Her charred and- corpse. No. <laughs> no, it shows the fire like kind of showing up in her face before she actually gets all ashy and stuff. <laughs> Like, I don't know if she would have come back, but I think it would have been more interesting to maybe keep her alive and hope that she came back for either three or a future movie. A nice legacy character. <laughs> yes, we, we need some legacy characters in these movies. She's like Sam Carpenter, where she was like, meh, in five, and then better in the sequel. She aged like fine I mean, line. not that good, because, you know. But <laughs> stop just killing all your characters. And this premonition that, you know, Kim has where I think the doctor's choking me. 
Dr. Kalarjian, which is a, I don't know, something about that Kalarjian. name. It's very intense. Yeah. <laughs> is it you, like, who's that one? Kavorkian? Uh, yeah. Is that, you think it's based on? It could be, yeah. yeah. Could, well, he. Or he, was, when did that happen? Wait, I think before this. Or like, you know, you got yeah, before two thousand, way before 2003, yeah. Yeah, William H. Macy's character on ER, Dr. Morgan Stern. Was he killing patients? No. Oh, okay. I'm actually just watching ER for the first time on HBO Max right All now. All 25 seasons or whatever? Yep, I'm going to do it. But I'm loving it because it's not like freaking Grey's Anatomy where it's like barely it's medical. It's like real shit. You don't have people boning in closets the whole episode. Well, it would probably be interesting for us to watch that since me and Matt are kind of in the medical field and work in a hospital to watch a show that's like in a hospital right. that's not Grey's Anatomy. Well, I have heard rumors that a lot of people do hook up in our hospital, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did oh, on the job. Oh, the tea is piping hot. Here we people. go. The tea at, we won't there's say the hospital we There's a at. lot of drama that does happen in a hospital. <laughs> so basically, maybe Grey's Anatomy is not so we, far We off. need a Grey's Anatomy slash ER, like, like hybrid. High, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Well, the weirdest one is when one of the... It's like in the middle of the series, one of the characters gets proposed to because her like boyfriend does this mash bomb flash mob and all the doctors just come out and watch as they probably have patients just all over the place. And it's like, what the hell? <laughs> I could see some of our docs doing that. Just kidding. We love you docs. Yeah. So we, we have Kim's premonition of Dr. Kil- Kiljar. What is Kil-Argian. it? Kilargian. Kilargian. Get it right. It's iconic. Kilargian. She's like, she's choking me. She's trying to kill me. It's like, Maybe she's doing compressions on you. Like that Bitch. was my first thought immediately. Kim sucks. Did you guys get that's so Raven vibes every time she had a vision? Yes, <laughs> totally. That's so that one Kimmy. part where she's like, I could practically taste the water in my mouth. Oh, that line bugs me. That's so um, Kimmy. <laughs> but I thought this was a very clever way, uh, you know, with Kim's premonition to kind of avoid death, and then also great uh, to kind of break the cycle because she dies she ends up dying for a little bit as she drives the van into the lake mm-hmm. and then they resuscitate her and bring her back aj cook did her own stunts in this scene she actually drove a ambulance off a dock and into a lake she did no she did i swear to god listen to the commentary well that just seems irresponsible <laughs> <laughs> that's scary holy that's what stunt people are for <laughs> And you can't even see her face, really. Did she drive it into a lake and then it's like filmed the rest in a pool or something, like a safe pool? Yeah, they did or... say that some some parts were in a lake and some were in a pool, and she was even underwater herself and all that. She had someone behind her with a oxygen tank. Oh, okay. The stunt double probably didn't show up to set, so we're lo- they're like, well... Here you go. <laughs> AJ. <laughs> Holy shit. You know how to drive a van, right? I got so Do much... Do you know how to drive this it is... underwater? <laughs> This is yeah. like, so I have like a few recurring nightmares that'll happen every now and then. One, I lose my teeth. Two, I drive my vehicle like off the road into some like lake or something. So this is like a huge fear for me. Not that this scene freaked me out or anything, but to know that she was doing this herself, that freaks me out more than anything. Well, because I thought at first I thought they were joking, but their tones were seen pretty serious. Yeah. But I mean, I'd rather go through what she did, like what Kim did, than... Like, given the choice between drowning and burning alive, I'd rather drown. Both would suck, but I think I would go with that, too, because, oh, that would be painful, the fire. That seemed like clear went out pretty fast. Pick one, Matt. Oh, God. I'd, I, you know, I don't, I'm uncomfortable when I'm hot, so I think I'd go drown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Glad we're all on the same page. 
Sorry, Clear. We're not going with you. I don't like how our, our cop friend here just kind of, is kind of staring over her. He's a creeper. He's like just such a perv. She's like, huh, she doesn't have her top on. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to give Dr. Kalarjian credit, though. She's like on top of her shit. She's a good doctor, despite having such an intense name. Even though you guys just stopped me in the hallway from helping this woman give birth. Yeah, she's like, what, she's like, what the fuck? I'm, like, I'm trying to save yeah. lives here. I will, I will so somebody them. else died because she had to deal with this bullshit. She's like, oh, my God, it's those two again? <laughs> and it's like, you know, when she's like saying clear and doing the shocks on her, I'm like, clear's dead, bitch. <laughs> also, I don't know if her eyes would be starting to open as they clear her. I feel like they would have they would have cleared her, gotten the heart, and then her eyes would open. Minor medical nitpick, plot hole, trash film. Script do better. They said they didn't even want Kim talking in the scene. They just wanted her staring and all that because they're like, she just went through an ordeal. She died and got brought to life. She's not going to want to talk. She's going to want him to fuck off. Yeah, she's like, get away from me, you fucking creep. So where where are uh where 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 is everyone? In our last scene here, this is this is kind of random, like, right? That yeah. they're, they're at these people's house. They're, they didn't they, even they, talk to them, really. Yeah, it's it's like that farm that they crashed into. Essentially, they're at their house. Yeah, because you see their house in the background of the initial farms. This is pretty like. much where Cat like had a spear through her fucking head. Let's just go for a fucking barbecue with these randos. And, and everything's like, all, yeah, that's Kim's dad. Yeah, right. Like, why like, the fuck is he there? And everything's all sunny, and Kimberly looks all floral with her white top, and her hair is all just, like, fabulous looking. It looks like it was a good time, though, before... Yeah, they had a lot of good food out there. Before our boy, shameless boy, I don't know his name. Milkovich. Yeah, he... (laughs) Sure. Like, I do think it's pretty funny when he actually blows up. Like, I I do like it. Like, I mean, he's probably not, like, a kid, like, kind of teen but still yeah. young enough where it makes me amused yes. to watch him get blown up because i'm a sick motherfucker well even then and then it's the showing the arm land on the mom's plate and then she just screams maniacally it's a, that part is a little too silly maybe for this, my this for whole me. this whole scene is too silly for me i it's it just it's just everything like oh here we i would are. yeah it was not needed <laughs> this almost feels like 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 a I don't know if it was a reshoot or like I don't know. Just at least part three ends on a banger. Yeah. You know? I would I would have been fine with one more death or something else happening, but maybe they not probably could have like did something better. Yeah, but it's fine. It's, yeah, it still made me laugh. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good chuckle. Yeah, but overall, I think this movie is a blast and one of the better installments in the franchise. Yeah, I think one of the biggest strengths of this particular sequel is that the deaths feel more natural compared to a lot of the others yeah i think you know after the success of the first one they were like people really want to see great deaths you know that's what they're here for and that's what we're going to give them and they did you know so and then i think you know not spoilers for the next one but i think three found a nice balance between the first one and the second one. So I agree. And like that one, I feel like, yeah, well, I won't get too much in it, but yeah, I feel like yeah, that one. I, I have my issues with that one too. So I'm kind of going back and forth between my ranking. But again, this is a pretty consistent franchise, which is rare. So right. What, and Cody, do you have any thoughts on 
part six, like what you would like to see. Cause I, I don't know how true it is now, but like they said, it, I think they said it would be a little different and change up the formula a bit. If you were okay with that. I think so. I think I'd like to see them go back to being kind of more darker and like a little, maybe more serious, but considering who we have behind it, it's going to be more fun. I just yeah. still do not like the idea of it being revolved around first responders if that's still on the table because I think I think they said that's not the case anymore. Okay, good. Because again, there's that's always gonna be risky. There's nothing natural about it. Yeah. If like, I'm I wouldn't mind right. them mixing up the formula a bit. You know, as long as they have I th- I still think they need like an op obviously like an opening set piece of some kind that's epic. And then the great kills, so I think as long as they have that, I think they can mix it up a little bit. Yeah, as long as it's creative and gives us interesting characters. And I mean, just to kind of maybe sum up for a little bit, the problem is there was no character development. It just all felt completely rushed. You know, nothing yeah, felt those characters. Out. Those characters are like straight out of like a sub a CW show, like not a CBS show, not a CBS show. <laughs> yeah, this. Final Destination 2, like I said, it, had, it has a cultural impact on our world and our driving. So it'll always have that, and it's a, just a good time. Water bottles will forever be kept contained in the car. <laughs> yes, watch your water bottles, people. <laughs> or, or you'll end up like Selfish Nora and Tim. Don't throw out your spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't throw out mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, thank you so much, Cody, for being on. Yes, thank you for having me back. Yeah, thanks for coming back. And we'll we'll have to have you back, I think, right, for Final Destination 3? Hell yeah. And I'm just going to say, spoiler alert, that one's my favorite, so I'm going to be ready as hell. Oh, oh. shit. I, I didn't know that. I thought oh. this was your favorite. Oh, for he's some throwing reason. down the gauntlet. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited to revisit that one, so we have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to, any socials or anything, Cody, you want to plug? Um. Yeah, uh, follow me on instagram it's cody underscore landman um that's i pretty much just post movie reviews on there i'm taking a little bit of social media break right now but you know i'll get back to it i'll be posting reviews again soon i respect the social media break we all need to do it once in a while Mm -hmm. or like the the celebrities who are like i'm taking a I'm going to take a break, and then it's literally a day. Britney Spears. Yeah, like great, Britney. Great sacrifice. <laughs> Selena Gomez. Maybe that's all they needed, just, like, just a day. Just like, But you didn't have to announce it. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cody Landman is the Selena Gomez <laughs> of the podcast. No, I, blame, I blame Reese for the Spoon's divorce. That broke my heart too much. I needed time to recover. Wait, whose divorce? Reese with Spoon. Wait, what? Was that just announced? Because I didn't know yeah, about Yeah, like that. a couple of weeks ago. Oh my god, how did I miss that news? You're falling out. You're my pop Maybe culture guy. Maybe she can guy. get back with Ryan. Oh god. They could do Cruel Intentions too. No. <laughs> not her getting it on with Ryan Phillippe's ghost. Uh, <laughs> oh god, not ghost Cruel Intention style. Oh yeah, I forgot he died. Spoilers. <laughs> Oops. Spoilers for Cruel Intentions. Oh, God. No, the... Yeah, I'm never worried about yeah. spoilers with Matt. The Cruel Intentions it. TV show that come out sounds so freaking bonkers. It's going to involve the vice president's daughter. Oh, really? I, I heard that they were doing it, but I didn't know any plot details. Yeah, it's like essentially a TV remake. I'm just over it. If you're not going to bring Sarah Michelle Gellar back, and I know they tried it and they even shot the pilot. I saw the pilot, and it was actually it was, good. 
I know it was good. They just need to redo the pilot, but you know, you know, I'm glad we're getting Sarah back in in some of the best capacities possible. Wait, she's not coming back though. Right? No, but I mean, like as far as TV shows and stuff that we have. Oh, I okay. I could not get through Wolfpack. I'm sorry. I was I, into it for the first few episodes, but then I'm like, eh. She does. She needs a better show because that was not. She it. slayed in Do Revenge though. Oh yes, that that was. That was a fun movie. I like seeing her in that. But yeah, I just need a, I just need a Sarah Michelle Gellar podcast. Let's be honest with how much we bring her up on this. Uh, Matt's there, like, sure. There. I'm just surprised she hasn't had one yet with like all the. She, I mean, she might. Think she does. I know. I know. Looking at her IMDb, she has a few things on the docket coming out. So I think Ooh. she just needed her little break. Good. That's what the world deserves. Is more SMG. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> which everyone calls her mom now. The gay community calls her mom. She is mommy. <laughs> yes, queen. But um, yes. Yes. I did watch this one movie recently, though. It's not Sarah Michelle Gellar related, but it's sort of on topic-ish of what... Well, it's the movie. It's called um, Play Dead, and that has Bailey Madison from Strangers Pray at Night. Oh, okay. And Jer- did you watch Pretty Little Liars, the new one? I did. I really liked it. It was entertaining. Yeah. The last episode kind of flop for me but the the ride up to that episode was a lot of fun all the slasher references i think it's i think it got picked up for a second season yep and this one's like about some i think summer school or something like that oh sweet yeah bailey madison was in this one and she was really good oh oh patrick lucier didn't he direct it he did all the screen movies yep he did and then at the end of the credits he gave Mm -hmm. wes craven a special thanks Oh, which that's I thought cute. was nice. Yeah. But yeah, Jerry O'Connell is in it as like this creeper mortician. So but yeah, it's basically about her wanting to prevent her brother from going to jail. So mm-hmm. she has to break into this mortician and steal. She has to, as you do. She's, <laughs> she's 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 pretending to be dead because she injects herself with this little thingy that makes her appear dead. And she's going to steal the phone from the evidence locker. And then she finds that some sus stuff is going on in this mortuary. Well, she sounds very committed to her cause. Yeah, the it, general setup is bonkers, but it's was a, it worth it? It was. It's a good little. There's like nothing. Movie. There's been like nothing new on, so I need something. Yeah, to it's watch. like six ninety nine to rent on digital. It's worth that, I think. It's a fun little cat and mouse movie. Right, and Jerry O'Connell did well being a creeper in it, and Bailey Madison's pretty good. Yeah, I don't girl. think I've ever seen um, our boy Derek play a creepo. So. I mean, apart from you know, being I'm a here gross for... douchebag in Piranha 3D. But... Oh, that's true. And he got his dick bitten off. Ooh. We love to see it. Uh, spoilers. For I don't like that one. I already forgot the first one. Piranha <laughs> 3D. <laughs> lots of lots of tits, Matt. So okay. All right. That. Here we go. But yeah, thank you again, Cody. Um, and everybody, please follow us on social media at Horror Stands. We're on Instagram and Twitter. If you could take a few seconds to give us a review. If you're on Spotify... Give us five stars. We appreciate you guys so much. And what do we got uh, next time, Matt? For episode 56, we'll have Red Eye. Speaking of Mr. Craven himself, we have, yes, Red Eye starring icon Rachel McAdams and Sicilian. Wait, how do you say Sicilian Murphy? Killian Murphy. Which he would get if they ever were to do a new remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, I would honestly put him at the top of the list for Freddy. Ooh, I could see that. He's a good actor. He always brings it. So, yes, we will cover Red Eye next episode. Yes, looking forward to it. Again, thank you guys so much. Each and every listen helps and matters to us. We appreciate each and every one of you. 
and we'll see you for the next one. <laughs>